here for the next couple hours. And I do know that Gordon is uh, in Greece experimenting with other sides of Love. sexuality. Is he there by himself? I think he went there by himself, but I think uh, he's being joined there by his black wife. So they're going to Greece and Turkey? Is he going to Turkey? That's what I heard. Huh. I guess he's running out of countries. That just does not interest me. I guess they got some mosques and stuff that you can go look at. Not really a big fan of Turkey. Didn't no. Greg didn't Grego spend time in Turkey yeah. when he was a, a military brat? Yeah, he did. A couple of, I think a year or two. He says he hated it. He really? said it's the dirtiest place in the world. And hands I, I, down. I can't imagine it not being dirty. The only thing I know about Turkey is uh, they evidently have prisons there. Well, if you've seen Midnight Express, that will... If that doesn't steer you away from Turkey, then I don't know what will. I just remember an airplane when... Turkish they, prison camp? Yeah. They asked, what was it, Bobby? Yeah. Bobby, ever spend time in a Turkish prison? Well, that's what they were... That's what Midnight Express was all about. Did you ever see that? No. Oh, dude. Are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. I'm totally not kidding. It is so genius. Um, it's about these, this guy who goes over to uh, Turkey, or he's, he's in Europe, and he tries to smuggle hash from Turkey back into the States. Uh-huh. And he's got it... good hash in Turkey? I guess. He's got it taped all over his body. I mean, everywhere. Like, just rows of hash all over his body. That's smart. And he's freaking out. I mean, he's sweating profusely. Right. And goes to the bathroom and tries to calm himself down, and Sure enough, I mean, right when he walks through, bang, just gets popped. And he gets put in this Turkish prison for, I don't know how many years. He went crazy. He literally lost his mind. <laughs> he turned gay. Well, yeah, that'll happen. I mean, his, his parents, who were fairly well off, couldn't do anything to get him out. Who was the actor that played this guy? Uh, Brad Davis, who subsequently, I think, has died of AIDS. And then had his jersey retired at reunion. Not that one. Randy Quaid's in it. A very young Randy Quaid. So this came out when? Mid-70s. And it was based on a true story or not? Uh, yeah, it's completely true. 100% true. And 100% true? Well, whatever. The story's true. Okay. So he gets out. Um, he can't get out. Literally, he's there for life. And they, can't, they can't extradite him? No. Can't United do anything. States can't Can't do anything. Him. He gets out. And hopefully I'm not spoiling this for all those one people who are going to rent it today. But he, uh, he escapes. He, um, this, this guard was trying to have his way with him. 
and when the guard like pulled his pan- his own pants down, uh, the guy like bull rushed him, and he had his hands tied behind his back, and he this guard was huge. He bull rushed him, hit him in the chest, and knocked him back into into this wall. And there was like a, this little spike coming out of the wall, and it stuck right in the back of his head. And the guy and the guard died. So he takes the guard. So that's an embarrassing way to go for the guard with spike through the head and your pants around your ankles. You think? So he puts the guard's clothes on, and um, the guard's four times so his he's, size. He's into role playing. Yeah, and walks out. And a uh, big baggy Turkish guard uniform. Yeah, on. I mean he walks. They were like, in, he put him in this one room. It was like a, like a temporary building that he was trying to. You're listening to continuing coverage of some movie about Midnight Kirk. Express, and uh, and so it, it like led to the out the outside part of the of the prison. And there was only <laughs> one gate he had to walk out of. And he's walking out, and there's this guard in this guard tower, and he looks up at him, at the guard, and the guard just opens the gate because he's got his guard clothes on, and he just walks out. And he somehow gets back to the states. It's an amazing. Then, it won best uh, best screenplay, I think. How does it end? I just told you how it ended. He gets out. And, and then he goes on to star in um, for Chris, it, it, Christmas Vacation. No, <laughs> Randy Quaid did not play the the guy. It's awesome though. So anyway, hopefully Gordon gets to go through that. Yes, Gordon is in. Greece, and then he's going to Turkey for some reason. Turkey is just a bad name for a country. I know. It's terrible. Why did they name it Turkey? I don't know. If we didn't have animals that were turkeys, would it be a bad name, though? Well, it's just an odd word. Turkey. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I guess the only other thing I know, I know they have Turkish prisons because of the airplane. And then I also know that um, Istanbul used to be Constantinople, but now it's Istanbul. Or Do you know is that because of the song? Istanbul and Constantinople. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's nobody's business but the Turks. Right. Whatever they want to call it. But. All right, so we are broadcasting live for the second consecutive year. Gobble, gobble. From the T-Bomb Racket Club. Yes. In support of the uh, 7th Annual Special Olympics Tennis Tournament and Clinic. An oasis in North Dallas is T-Bar-M. Yes, it is. You would never know it was here unless you knew it was here. True. And a friend of mine, Jim Sargent, <laughs> SMU alum, established this event seven years ago. He's a sergeant at SMU? His last name is Sargent. No. And um, this has grown and grown and grown and grown. And I think this year they're expecting over 100 athletes, actually 150 to compete out here in this tennis tournament. It's a huge fundraiser for Special Olympics, and we encourage everyone. Is this right? Yeah, well, if they want to donate to this event specifically, they need to call this number, 214-943-9981. That's the Greater Dallas Office of Special Olympics Texas. But if you just want to donate to Special Olympics in general, Mm -hmm. you can go to www.sotx.org. 214-943-9981 or SOTX.org. And uh, we encourage people to come out. Dave, this is a very uh, important place as far as our relationship goes. Yeah, we... um, We we, consummated our relationship. Yeah, we did. We We shared a very intimate moment at pretty much where we sit right now, this time last year. In order to raise money... For Special Olympics, we pulled out all the stops, and we agreed 
that if we well, raised... What was the price? It was 300 or 200 I think it was 400 Was it? For $400, which we raised very quickly, it seemed. Yeah. We kissed. Yeah, we had a, a full-on, no tongue, but no. mouth-to-mouth for, what was it, five seconds? I think it was five, the, the shortest five seconds of my life, as uh, I yeah. like to call it. Kiss on the cheek. I, um... Yeah, I was really hoping that everyone... That someone's every, watch broke. Yeah, that everyone around us would just melt away, <laughs> and it would just be you and I. Well, didn't that happen? It did, for a moment. Oh, that was wonderful. We had all those kids out here, like, donating yeah, money. Yeah, there was, there was some, like, 13-year-old kid with his handicam videotaping us. God, I want to kiss How did that you. not end up on the internet? I don't know. It probably is With somewhere. you and I, faux shop completely naked, you know? <laughs> So uh, maybe we'll do that again. So, I mean... Do we need to take what, it one step further? What, was I good? Yeah. You I were mean, great. I, 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 You're the hottest I, guy I've ever made out with. I didn't want to, um, you know, I didn't want to, you know, move too fast, but, you know, I kind of moved my bottom lip, like, under your bottom lip, and... I felt that. You know, gave, gave you a little bite on the, the lip there. I know. Just, just to let you know I was there. I know. I don't know what we're going to do to one-up that. <laughs> um... Well, why don't we tell people how to get here if they want to come out here. They can certainly come out here, and uh, we have Rough Riders tickets and ticket T-shirts to give away, and they can come out and make a donation in person if they'd like. You know, I, ticket listeners are not known as being, well, I guess some are, but... Philanthropic? Yeah. I mean, we, we raise a lot of money for a lot of different charities, and it's it, we do a lot of good things, and it's mainly because of our listeners, so... And we had a lot of people come donate last year, and I would love it if somehow we could eclipse that magical $400 mark for what Special Olympics. What are we going to do if we eclipse that? I don't know. Are you wearing pasties or anything? No. Well, good. I didn't want you to be. I don't know what we can do. Grind? Yeah. Like grind in the inverse position? Gross. I don't know. We'll think of something, but... Basically, all you have to do to get out here is uh, get on 635, exit Preston. You will head north on Preston. <laughs> Take your first right, basically, Dilbeck. Yes, the first light is Dilbeck. Take a right, and you'll see the T-bar M on your right. Um, it, it's immediately. like immediately, yeah. Yeah. Jumps right out at you. Hey. Yeah, it is. Dilbeck. It's, it's hey, Dilbeck. So come on out. We'll be here for uh, the next hour and a half, raising money, having fun. Uh, for uh, Special Olympics and the big tennis tournament they're having out here. And by the way, this is going on all weekend, this big 7th uh, Annual Special Olympics tennis <laughs> tournament. So let us, let us take a break, stay on time, and when we come back, let's get into this satanic church in Louisiana that got busted. Yeah, it's very disturbing, so uh, put your kids to bed. Next. Good God, I love you. Register to win a trip to Cowboys Training Camp in California for you and three football friends at Dave & Buster's next Wednesday with The Hardline. Airfare provided by American Airlines from Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Her name is Whitney. Oh, no. It's 1032 on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. This is The Rant. Myself, Dave Lane. Word. Myself's name is Corby. And uh, we are at the T-Bar-M Racket Club out in, uh, what is this, Dallas? North, North Dallas. North Dallas. Off 635, take Preston North, take a ride on Dilbeck, and you will see the T-Bar-M 
on your right. And uh, we're here in support of the Special Olympics Tennis Tournament, the seventh annual one. And if you want to donate to the Special Olympics, such a worthy cause, you can go to uh, SOTX.org or you can call their Dallas office, 214-943-9981. That's 214-943-9981. All right, David. Um, I, I fear this type of area of Louisiana, and I don't know where this is, a meat, A-M-I-T-E. <laughs> a meat? A meat. Um... But you always hear, did you ever see Angel Heart? Yeah, with uh, Lisa Bonet. And De Niro is the devil? Yeah, and wasn't, uh, what's his name, the real trashy guy, Mickey Rourke? Mickey Rourke, yeah. Good movie. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It was kind of creepy. Well, that type of church where animals are sacrificed and the devil's yeah. somehow involved. And Very voodoo-rific. Yeah, and it seems like that only goes on in Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. Very backwoods. Well, it seems that uh, in a meet, or a mite, what do you think? Amity? Amity? That sounds better. That sounds creepier. That's, that sounds more Louisiana-y. Amity, Louisiana. A minister and six of his followers, including a former sheriff's deputy, were charged with aggravated rape Ooh. in a case that has included accusations that children and animals were sexually abused. Oh, dear. At a church? Yeah. <coughs> what was the name of the church? Uh, Hosanna Church in Ponchatoula. Hosanna. So it doesn't, like, have the satanic or voodoo connotation if it's called Hosanna Church. I mean, no, just, that sounds that just very... Sounds, very sounds kind of, you know, Protestant. Middle, yeah, middle-of-the-road Christian. A grand jury indicted Louis LaMonica, or Luis, on six counts of rape. Four counts were against the former sheriff's deputy, who's only 24. And uh, this church was like a complex, because people lived in apartments on the church grounds. Always creepy. Yes. Always cultish. Very. And supposedly, authorities have said witnesses describe the use of robes. Yeah, okay. Pentagrams on no. the church floor. Now you're getting a little outside of Christianity. Here's something that I'm pretty sure Jesus didn't approve of. Sex with a dog. With a, with a dog. <laughs> and the sacrifice of cats. Oh, yeah, well... I mean, who doesn't do that? Yeah, I went to uh, Easter Mass, and, uh, you know, right after they broke bread, they pulled the sack full of kittens and just <laughs> stabbed it right over the altar. Can you imagine? How <laughs> <laughs> shocking that <laughs> The deacon just goes nuts. Just starts stomping on a bag of cats. Well, all right. What would happen? What would you do as part of the parish if you're just... Doing your normal communion. Everything's just going great. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he holds up that sack of kittens. It just starts piling, like just going at it. It's there's like a clear trash bag so you can see him squirming around in there. And there's blood flying everywhere. Do you run up there? Or do you just walk out? Yeah, what do you do in this I don't situation? know. I mean, he's wielding a knife. He's willing to sacrifice animals. Surely he's probably willing to sacrifice you as well. <laughs> 
but you know I don't really keep up on like the you know church issues so maybe you know that's something that the new pope would have you know instituted into the mass that's so. nouveau Christian yeah I highly doubt it I think I would run up there being the defender of the animal being, that I am being Mr. Peta yeah I think I would run up there and just kick the living crap out of whoever was doing it now does that put me in a bad light with God for attacking a priest or a deacon yeah especially if you like tipped over a candle and set the crucifix on fire and, and I'm standing there holding the bloody knife and the sack of kittens with a dead priest right <laughs> at my knees <laughs> while the church is just blazing behind me and I got this crazy look on my face somebody snaps a picture <laughs> local radio, radio personality <laughs> ransacks Catholic church <laughs> oh so, we we got to the uh, sex with animals. And oh yeah. The, uh, the sacrificing of animals, but what about the aggravated grape that was going on? Let's see. It says that the victims, suspected to number up to two dozen, range from oh no, infants to young teens. That's the name of my band now, infants to young teens. All right, roll with that. Uh, and the only reason they busted this church, it's been going on since 1999. At what point, okay, is, who are they doing this for? Satan? I, I don't understand. It's, at some point, they went very wrong. I don't understand the, the, the Satan worshiper. What do you, are you constantly trying to cause chaos? Is that what you do? Are you trying to embody evil on earth? I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, can you be like you or I, just kind of a happy-go-lucky person and be like, yeah, I worship Satan. How's it going? You want to go get some chicken fried steak? I mean, are, are you constantly wielding your... Are you constantly thinking evil thoughts? Always. Always. Thinking about how you can do the devil's work? I don't know. I don't get, I've never met anyone who was into that. Are, are witches or Wiccans, are they into that? Like, okay, it's like you have a lot of Christians who go to church on, like, Christmas and Easter. Uh-huh. And, you know, they don't, they don't say grace at meals. They don't really ever talk about religion with their friends. It's right. It's just, you know, so you ask them or they have to fill out a form, you know, say, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a Christian. But, you know, it's a very minuscule part of their life. So are, are there Satanists that are like that? Kind of half-ass? Yeah, that just, uh, all right, there's a big sacrifice going on, so I guess I'll go. <laughs> there's a sack of kittens that we need to stab? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but I I would like to, uh, I'd like to run into the half-ass Satanists. I used to be really into Satan, but, you know, I just, I just don't really believe he exists anymore. Yeah. Just kind of lost it, you know, for whatever I reason. Just, you know, I don't have the passion anymore. I imagine that this... Are there born-again Satanists? Well, you never hear that, like, on, like in the NFL or anything. <laughs> Guys, well, hey, you know, uh, I really, you know... Oh, glory to Satan. Yeah, I fell off, uh, stopped worshiping uh, almighty Satan there for a while, but I'm back. Uh, I'm born again, and uh, he's, he's now my, my God. And would they publicize that? And would he be in trouble with the league? Has there ever been an openly satanic NFL player? Has there ever been an openly satanic celebrity? Didn't Anton LaVey 
back in the day recruit like Sammy Davis Jr. or something? Weren't there rumors of that going around? Didn't they sacrifice his eye to Satan? Yeah, they sacrificed his eye. I, I envision this, these, the satanic worshipers, though, as being much more hardcore than the average Christian. Yeah. Just half-assed Christian. Jason, do we have any Satan calls? At 214-787-1310. Line two, are you a Satanist? No. Do you have Satan information I, for us? Uh, maybe. Okay. <laughs> I, I knew the I know the pastor of that church. Are you kidding? No. I know <laughs> I used to live down there. What, 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 how I, do you pronounce the name of that town? Amit is where the uh story's coming from, but where he's where the church was was Ponchatoula. Right. And uh I mean, I used to see him around pretty regularly. How old was this guy? Oh, uh, he was probably in his late 30s now. And, and 40, like, around. Yeah, he's 40. Was he just notorious? Did you just know of him, or did you actually talk no, to him? No, I knew him. I talked to him face-to-face. -face I mean, know him on a first-name basis. Is this a little bitty backward-ass town? <laughs> Ponchatoula, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> so it, did I people mean, know this guy was weird? You know, I think what the case is is down there when people start going to a place they become so passionate about what it is that they're doing that they're easily led to do something else that may not be right so when you knew him was he a, a, a christian minister yeah so yeah. this was a christian church yeah yeah and the thing is is that they had a uh, a christian school at their church and i'm thinking and you know i've been gone since 98 from down there but you know, I'm thinking that uh, some of those kids may have come up in their school. Oh, so, I'm sure they did. They said this started in 99, so luckily okay. you got out in time. So have you, have, is this like the first you've heard of this, or had you heard any updates from your hometown that weird stuff was going on with this church? I mean, yeah, I had heard some stuff. I kind of, I mean, he was kind of always, you know how you can just tell when somebody's kind of shifty? Yeah. They're shifty-eyed. That's kind of the impression that I got. <laughs> he was real soft-spoken real real nice guy but he was always just you know whenever you talk to him he'd always be looking around looking over his shoulder that type of thing i mean i didn't know for certain i, I can't say that wow but it was just kind of a you know when i read the when i read it in the uh, dallas morning news i was not surprised did you know any of these other dudes uh, like the, people the sheriff's in the deputy or anything no i didn't know them uh -uh. wow no you know, so he was a christian minister so he was basically Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. He was good. And then he uh, was seduced by a Sith Lord. Slowly okay. succumbed to the, the dark side. The problem is, though, he didn't have a mask. At least that I know of. So you didn't, you guys didn't, like, go out and he didn't have a couple beers and be like, hey, you want to go rape a dog? Okay, no. <laughs> Did you ever go to any pancake suppers at the Hosanna Church? You know, I, I don't really know that they had those. <laughs> I think they were more uh, dealing with goats and things like that. Yeah. But, you know, no, I didn't, I didn't take, uh, partake in any of those activities with them. Well, thank you for the inside information and your courage, sir. Hey, no problem. Wow, someone from Amit. Amity. Or Amity? Amit. Hi, you're on Sports Radio 1310, <coughs> the ticket. Hey. Hey. The best part of Midnight Express is when she puts her grip on the uh, divider and he starts going nuts. Yeah, that is a 
very unfortunate scene. It's a sad, sad scene. What? In Midnight Express, he's been in that prison for like five years, and his girlfriend came over. She comes to visit? She come, came to visit, and... Um, she he, tries to push her boob through the mesh? He was... Well, it was like a glass pane, you know, and, uh. and he was so... He couldn't even talk. He was so out of it. And she had gave him a photo album with a bunch of money hidden in it so he could try to bribe the guards to get out. <laughs> but, um... And she was like... It was terrible. She, like, took her top off, you know, and... Why do you want to torture well, him like well, that? Well, because... So he could have fun right there in front of her. Okay, and it okay. Was just, it was terrible. I mean, it's like... It's one of the most shockingly sad scenes in the in, in movie history. You know what was really shocking and sad? Is that I, I tried to have fun this morning and I, I couldn't. Oh, no, Dave. That's terrible. I'm sorry. It was really shocking and sad. Hi, you're on the ticket. Hey now. Hello? Hey. Hey, it's proven fact that all statistic philosophers are over emphatic religious people that, you know, were taught to ask and you shall receive. And when they didn't get approved for a wick, they just in spite turned to the devil. You mean things weren't going well in their Christian world? They were they were asking for things that they weren't nope. receiving and they turned to the devil? So they're they're, get, they're paying back God? And when they didn't get that loan time to pay rent or something, it was like... Forget it. I'm going to the devil. Might as well be, you know, upset with life instead of, you know, want, want, want. Well, that's pretty... How simple-minded is yeah. that? Well, I didn't get my rent in on time, so might as well worship the devil. Hey, applied for Wick and didn't get it. Yeah, screw it. What's I'm Wick? Going. Later. Later. What's Wick? I don't know. Apply for Welfare? Wick? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> All right, well, that's our Satan story for the day. Are you okay? You're coughing I, and you're yeah, wheezing. Yeah, I apologize. Got... I have throat aids. I've, I've been sick for like two weeks. Really? It's the worst being sick in the summer. It is so miserable. Do you have allergies too? Nope. <clears throat> yeah, my allergies have been pretty bad, but I think it's more just the cold. I, I don't know if it's a sinus infection or what. I'm sure you've been praying to God to ask him to cure you too, and look what he's brought you. I know, you. and I, I, it's been two <laughs> weeks, and I'm still not well, so I guess, I mean... If it's next Saturday and I'm still sick, I'm going to have to start worshiping Satan. There you go. <laughs> Call me when you get the kittens together. <laughs> <clears throat> Coming up next, uh, what are we going to do next? You want to talk about um, the, the company that oh yeah, yeah, yeah wonderful yeah, yeah, yeah. to work for because they're so insane? Yes, the greatest company ever. Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. Warning, listening to The Ticket may leave you wondering, what the hell happened to my pants? Hi there. It is uh, nearing 11 o'clock here on Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. This is The Rant, Corey and Dave, out at the T-Bar-M Racket Club in North Dallas, off 635. Take uh, Preston, head north on Preston, take a ride on Dillbeck. And uh, you'll see the T-Bar in. We're here in support of the 7th Annual hey. Special Olympics Tennis Tournament, which is going on right outside here. They got over 150 athletes out here all competing and having a good time and um, doing good things for Special Olympics. And we're joined by Kern, the engineer, and uh, Prio and Rachel, the promotions crew. Interesting name. Very interesting. And we do have uh, ticket t-shirts and uh, Rough Riders tickets to give away for anybody that shows up out here. We haven't had any people show. Yeah. Because Gordon's not here? 
People no, want to see the star well, of the show? No one showed up last year except at the end when we were raising money, and it wasn't necessarily... It was just people that were here for the tournament. Yeah. Because this is kind of a... It's kind of tucked away. Yeah. I don't think Hong Kong Paul was here last year. We didn't have free food, so... <laughs> normally he taxed the uh, buffet lines at the free food places, but... Uh, uh, anyway, so we'll be here till uh, for another hour, till noon. So come on out here, say hello, and uh, if you do, you get a, I'm assuming, a, a T-shirt. Yeah, and uh, check out SOTX.org. Donate to the uh, fine work of Special Olympics. So I just told you this little story yesterday. Uh, Shannon Hughes, the Sports Illustrated swimsuit runner-up. Runner-up. Yeah, mm. she's so hot. Yeah, she's pretty much perfect, and such a sweet girl. I mean... Uh, you know, you know what? You know what the problem with her is, she's too good. Like if, you know, granted she's married now, but let's just say, you know, she got a divorce tomorrow, and um, you know she maybe got my number from you, and you know she and I went out a couple times and we hooked up, maybe. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm hearing. You following me? Yeah. That. You know, and then, you know, we have a few drinks, a few laughs, and, you know, we go back to my place, and one thing leads to another, and, you know, I get her clothes off and, and get her in my bed, and, and things, you know, just start to happen. Just, you know, we're, I mean, we're a man and a woman, and, you uh -huh. know, you know, just, mm. you, you, you can't deny that attraction sometimes, and so, um, what was I going? She's too good. Yeah, that I think because she's so churchy. She's not, though. I think, she, well, they, they definitely made her out to be more so on the show than she is, but I just think that she would uh, be really repressed and not very much fun. You're totally wrong. You think so? You're 100% wrong. Did you talk to her husband? Yeah, we had a little confab. No, she. I think she'd be wonderfully fun. I think she's, I just think she's such a cool chick. Like, maybe it is. Maybe she's too, too cool. Something has to be wrong with her. Yeah. There's a fatal flaw in all of us. Maybe but she, maybe I don't she see, has really jacked up toes. I don't see it in her because she's pretty much perfect. But anyway, so she's out there yesterday, and we had her on the air, and she's always fun to have on the air. And before we went on the air, she goes, um, I had my... No, I was telling her a story about my <laughs> wife. and Because um, you never wear your wedding ring. Yeah, and I had my wedding ring on. And Where is it today? It's not on. Yeah, see? Thought I missed her again. <laughs> Thought I blew it yesterday. So um, she goes, oh, I'm, I'm so glad to hear that you're you're married because I, I heard um, from a, a friend of mine that you and Danny got a, a, a double divorce. A double divorce. It's <laughs> like, what? He's like, yeah, like I went down to the courthouse together and signed the papers. I was like, well, sure, that's a dream. In your, in your tails? <laughs> yeah. Top hat? That's always a dream, and we probably joked about that on the air, but... So she was genuinely concerned about the state of your marriage? Mm -hmm. and that was very sweet of her. It was sweet. Just to let everybody know that if and when I do get a divorce, it will not be with Danny at my side. <laughs> He'll be the best man of your divorce? Yeah. <laughs> Toasting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into the company that bought the fence. Yes. Um, I didn't even know that this was up for bid, but... I guess uh, Leland's.com, the uh, big auction house, you know, they have auctions constantly and, and very high dollar auctions. They had uh, up for bid yesterday uh, the 
fence from the grassy knoll. Um, there was uh, what I'm confused on. It's a 23 foot section of fence that was recovered five years ago by a uh, tour guide at Dealey Plaza. So they removed the fence. Yeah, it was. It's been. Remo I don't know if there's a new fence up there, but this is uh, the section of fence. But you know, they they talked to the curator of the uh, sixth floor museum down there in uh, Dealey Plaza, and uh, he says that. You know, the slats of the fence have been replaced a number of times since 63, and that probably only the original parts are the uh, the steel posts. The, those were probably there in 63, but the rest of the fence has probably been replaced. Do you know, could, if I brought you down to Dealey Plaza, could you point out the grassy knoll? Yeah. Because <coughs> I got confused a couple of years ago on where it actually was. You thought the shooter was in the green building? <laughs> I was real confused on where the grassy knoll was, and someone had to point it out to me. So anyway... The, this piece of fence from the grassy knoll was uh, on Leland's.com yesterday, and it was purchased for $32,664.47 by GoldenPalace.com. Ah, the... Um, the gambling website. The, the porn fetish site. No, it's a gambling website. Oh. And... They were in the news not too long ago, because remember we talked about the 1999 Volkswagen Golf that the German guy bought from a used car dealer, and he looked at the title, and it was owned by Pope Benedict the Fourteenth. So then he turned around and sold that. Yeah, he turned around and sold it, and Golden Palace bought it from him for like sixty grand. They also uh, have a GoldenPalace.com has a cheese sandwich embedded with an image of the Virgin Mary and a an invitation to the wedding of runaway bride Jennifer Wilbanks which I think is kind of funny and the cheese sandwich with the impression of the Virgin Mary <laughs> what uh, South American country was that found in because surely it was yeah it was either that or in Texas or maybe uh, in Los Angeles yeah somewhere where it's the population is heavy Latino no one is obsessed more with with finding the Virgin Mary and inanimate objects yeah or or jesus and window panes tell me man right and did you you know the the people over in fort worth that were seeing jesus in the window you know you heard that story didn't you yeah you know they i mean <laughs> people were coming by the truckloads to check this thing out. yeah and the landlord was like wanting to remove the window yeah like, give it to a church well, just to get these people off his property yeah the, all it was is um it was some sort of condensation yeah water had gotten in between the panes yeah and jesus they were, and they jesus. were saying how they uh were seeing like the rainbow was his hair and all i mean what do you what it's is like looking at a rorschach drawing yeah you know you can you can project any kind of image if it's close enough it doesn't mean it's a miracle the downtrodden hispanic I'm not being a racist here, but the downtrodden Hispanic sees more religious stuff in nothing. <coughs> the other day I was eating lunch, and I had a uh, Lay's potato chip that looked like Paris Hilton. Did you keep it? No, I ate it. <laughs> Why you try to sell it to that place? Because I wanted to pretend like I was getting with Paris Hilton. All right, what are they doing with this stuff? I don't understand. Did well, they, they, well, they said, did they sell it? They said that they are going to, uh, whatever they, they don't know what they're going to do with this piece of fence yet, but they said whatever they do, it will be tasteful. They're not going to, like, 
recreate the assassination and put like a gunman a guy behind the grassy up. knoll yeah like an animatronic guy popping up behind it <laughs> but they say they may um you know what they ought to do is get some of the uh the chuck e cheese figures like the the guys that just that played the, the, the band, band the jug band yeah. yeah just have one of them like pop up with a bop a mole thing or something <laughs> I think they should whitewash it because it looks pretty beat up. It looks horrible. I think they thought that would go for like five thousand dollars, and that stupid place bought it for thirty-six thousand. Thirty-two. Thirty-two. <laughs> but they say that they may open a museum for all of their odd items. And this is the same place, and you had to remind me of this: that the Super Bowl guy, the Super Bowl streaker, the guy, the one that was in Houston, the, yeah. the Panthers and. Uh, Who'd they play? God, I always forget Super Bowls like, right after they happen. Just throw New, New England's always in yeah. the Super Bowl. The New England Carolina Super Bowl, where at the start of the second half, the referee <laughs> goes out and puts the ball down on the tee, and then rips his clothes off and starts doing a jig right there at the 35-yard line. So Our basically, genius. they paid thirty-two thousand dollars for billable minutes at hundreds of stations across the country. Exactly, yeah. This is a huge publicity stunt. And just, just like the streaker, you know, the streaker had goldenpalace.com written across his codpiece and, like, on his back or something. They always are paying, you know... I was trying to remember who the B celebrity was. Remember when the big thing on Fox was celebrity boxing? Yeah. And there was some spare 80s sitcom star that was trying to, you know, participate in this thing, and they had goldenpalace.com on their back when they were doing their bout. I mean, this this company is, is uh, they're PR geniuses because they find all these odd ways to get attention t for their name. Just, you know, I still don't buy, know what buying, it is, though. Well, it's an online gambling site, I guess. I don't know. I, I, maybe it's a sports book. Maybe you can play online poker. I don't know. I'm not into that, so I've never checked it out, but... I certainly know who they are. Yeah. I do, too. It's I guess it is genius. They're, they're based in Canada, right? It's an online yeah, casino. Yeah, based in Ontario, Canada. But I'm sure they have to have some kind of offshore operation to make it legal. I don't know. Or maybe gambling's legal in Ontario. Anything's legal in Canada. That's true. Yeah, it's an online casino. It is. Thank yeah. you, Ty. Yeah. All right. Um... <laughs> What do, we, what do we have? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the Aruba case and the, the white girl. Yeah. And the, then let's also talk about, um, I guess, the challenge that lies before me in the year ahead. Okay. We'll get into all that next, live from the T-Bar-M Racket Club in support of Special Olympics. Mothership on Maple, or maybe in and around town somewhere. This is Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. A little bit after 11 here on uh, Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. This is The Rant, broadcasting from the T-Bar-M Racket Club Dear in Lord. North Dallas. As Dave dies over here and aids out on everyone. Yeah, sorry. You know how much crap you're spreading around everyone else? I think I've, I've gotten uh, at least two people sick in the last two weeks. Um... So, yeah, I'm definitely spreading my... You got little kids here. ...all over the place. Spreading your mouth seed everywhere. Yeah, come make out with me if you want to get sick. All right. 
Uh, we're here in support of the uh, 7th Annual Special Olympics Tennis Tournament that's going on today and tomorrow out here at T-Bar M. If you would like to uh, donate some cash, you need to go to www.sotx.org, specialolympicstexas.org. And give, give the number, because if they want to donate specifically to this event, they can call the number. 214-943-9981. 214-943-9981. All for Special Olympics. Okay. Before uh, we do Aruba, yeah. you've, you've already passed this threshold. Uh -huh. And maybe you can uh, shed a little light for me. But um, today is my birthday. That's right, Dave. And Dave is 33, everyone. Yes, it's a monumental birthday because as of today, I am the age of Christ. Right. Jesus was 33 when he died on the cross. So it's kind of a landmark age for a God-fearing man. You're also the myself. age of Chris Farley when he passed on. You're also the age of John Belushi when he passed on. So that's a trifecta right there. I always thought that turning 27 was bad because that was Kurt Hendrix. Cobain, Jim Morrison, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin. But then I flew past 27 yeah. with no problems. God, I don't even remember 27. I got to 33, pretty much destroyed it, and now I'm 35. So did you uh, feel any pressure to... Live up to Live Christ's up expectations. Yeah, you know, our risen Christ. I never even thought about that when I was 33. I I thought about Belushi and Farley more than, than Christ, to be honest with you. Hmm. I just want to stay shows, away. Shows where your heart is. I just want to stay away from doing the heroin speedball concoction. <laughs> yeah. So I avoided doing coke and heroin the entire year. How was 33? At one, for you? at one time, I did them separately. Right. Yeah. Of course. Just don't mix them. No, it's just stupid. That's just ridiculous. 33 is a weird age. 35 is a weird age. And I'm not, I don't think that I'll get freaked out about my age until I hit 37. Because then you can see 40 on the horizon. Yeah. 37 is weird. 35, I can still, you know, there's some guys in the NBA. There's a few guys in the NFL. Right. I mean, I still have an athletic career ahead of me. That's true. But uh, once you hit like 37, man, then, then you're the like... senior tour. Then you're it. Vinny Testaverde's age or yeah. something? Or what is well, he's he? he's 40. Yeah. 41. I just... See, I, I think at 33, I can still tenuously grasp to my early 30s. I can still say I'm in my You're early in your 30s. early 30s. But I'm definitely creeping up on the mid-30s. And could a midlife crisis be far behind? Um, Have you hit that yet? I, I don't know. I don't Do you think hit so. that at 40? I don't Is know that what that, that entails. If it entails divorce and hooking up with a younger woman, then I'm counting the days. I guess I'm already there yet. Yeah. No, um, I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever have a midlife crisis. I don't. I don't fear that in my life. I mean, go out, I'm, well, I, I can't you, afford an expensive car. Well, I guess you have to be dissatisfied with your life to have a midlife crisis. Are you dissatisfied? No, I don't think so. I think a midlife crisis isn't dissatisfaction with your life. It's just a realization that that you're about to die that you're halfway to death. Yeah. Which really sucks. I can't imagine being like in my 70s and thinking, God, you know, this this might be... I mean, I guess every day could be your last day on Earth. You never know, but... Yeah. Gosh, just hearing that clock ticking down. Well, my grandfather, 
in four days or three days turns 100. Wow. So I have that to look forward to. Not only his birthday, but... You're going to live to be 100? I don't know if I've done too much damage to my body. Probably. How but much, at the same time... How much X did your grandpa do? Well, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, Dave. That's a, that's a. Good, I'm, just, I'm just wondering. That's a know. good and fair question, all in, all in one. But I, I don't think he. I mean, I think my grandpa ran moonshine. Yeah. Back in the day. I drank a lot of moonshine. But I, I, I'm in better shape. I guarantee I'm in better shape than my grandpa was at my in case. Whatever he was, 35. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I just... I've I worry about the brain going more than the body, though. You know? Yeah. I, I, just, I mean, I don't fear my body deteriorating, but my brain, that's what I fear. My grandpa's sharp as a tack. I mean, like, he walks with a walker now. I mean, he, he gets pissed off at that, but I'm like, dude, you're a hundred. Yeah. You can, Count your blessings, That's dude. okay. But, you know, as long as my mind's intact, I'm okay with living to be 150. Yeah, I don't know. I guess when you get to that point, you just want to milk it for all it's worth. Yeah. But I I feel pressure. I feel like this is the year that I've really got to kick ass. This is it? Yeah. And it's all based on your birthday? Yeah. Like instead of the beginning of this year, you didn't feel that on January 1st? No. I'm feeling it now, though. See, I don't ever have that year where I'm like, this is a year. I'm going to tear it up this year. Because you know... You know, when you're like a teenager or maybe even in college yeah, and you think about how your life's going to play out, you know, if you would have asked me when I was 20, you know, or 18, you know, what do you, what do you think your life will be like when you're 33? I probably would have thought, well, I guess I'll be married. I'll probably have like two kids, probably have a decent job, but you know, who knows what I'll be doing and probably be living in the suburbs somewhere. Yeah, I would have, you know, been reunited tearfully with my birth parents and someone would actually have loved me in this life. You would have saved up a lot of money along the way. Yeah, I would have had some money in the bank, would have had a little nest egg, maybe some investments. I am so off. <laughs> Good God. My life is nothing like that. See, I never had... Cause I'm not really goal-oriented or driven. What are goals? What, what I is, don't know. What is that word? I mean, I'll have little bitty personal goals here and there. but Like to get the laundry done? Yeah. You know, I, nothing big. <coughs> that way, if you aim low, you're yeah. always happy. It's true. I, I'm not complaining. I mean, I, I enjoy my life, and I'm pretty pleased with most of it. Like, I think that, that Gordon feels a lot of um, personal backlash because he thinks that he should be doing way more than he's doing here. I think he's come to terms with it, though. He's, he's much better than he used to be. Yeah. But see, his problem is is that his, his ambition never matched his drive. That he definitely had... Dreams of, of, of accomplishing great things, but he never had the work ethic to do it. He has zero work ethic. Well, I mean, we can't really... This is kind of the pot calling the kettle black if we're 
chastising him for his work ethic. Well, I know. I'm the same way. I don't. My work ethic <laughs> is, I'm not really driven to work. I love what I do. Don't get me wrong. It's fun and everything, but I just am not real. Let's go. Let's get the job done today. I don't wake up and think, woo. I don't know. That's that's why. That's why I think that I'm generally a happy person is because I don't have goals. Therefore, <laughs> I don't fail at reaching those goals, which will make me upset. That's a good philosophy. Just don't care. Right. Exactly. People and like my wife doesn't understand that. I'm like, just don't worry about it. It's okay. Things will get better. I knew somebody who didn't understand that, and I don't really know her anymore. <laughs> you don't? No. Oh, no. Yeah. That's too bad. Well, happy birthday, David. Thank you. Um, I hope that this year is very magical to you. I'm going to get annihilated tonight. Are you? Yes. Tonight the night? Tonight's the night. Could it be the greatest night of your life? I don't think I'm going to hook up, so probably not. You don't think you are? No. You might. Yeah, I guess it's possible. Anything's possible. All right, let's say that you get, you have a great time tonight. You have a great party. You're, you got a, you're a homeowner now. That's a goal that you've met. It's true. You have a great party at your house. Um, you go out afterwards. I don't think I'm going to be in any shape to leave my house. Let's say that someone drives you to some nice bar somewhere and you hook up with a lovely young lady. <laughs> uh-huh. Could that possibly be the greatest day of your life? If she's a 10? Yes, yes. Now that you've given me that information, yes, that would be the greatest day of my life. I'm going to make that happen. Because I'm just that shallow, Corby. <laughs> I know, hey. Aim low, baby. That's right. So let's let's um, transition briefly into uh, the Aruba case. Speaking of 10s. Don't overrate her. But Well, maybe she's an 8. Well, the, she's, probably, uh, she's probably like a five now. The yeah, maybe a four. I don't. I don't know. The young lady who uh, went to Aruba with fifty of her classmates and disappeared a few weeks ago. <coughs> There's been a weird turn in the case because everyone knows that she hooked up with the son of a judge in Aruba. Yeah, he was uh, like a Dutch citizen. Vander. Slom or something Under like that. slice. Yeah. <laughs> and a couple days ago, they arrested... They've already have three guys in custody, and one of them is the judge's son. The other two are brothers. They're local guys. Yeah. And, uh, like, 19 and 20. Island trash. And the other day, they arrested the judge. And the, held but, him for 48 hours. Yeah, and then they released him, but they haven't revealed what he was held for. On With CNN, it just says he was somehow involved. I mean, what if, what if the son called and said, Dad, I did something wrong. I did something horrible. Can you help me dump the body? And he just says, no, I don't want to help you. Is that an arrestable? <laughs> well, if he didn't if, come if, clean? If he had any knowledge of his son's activities and he didn't aid in the investigation, then I guess he's obstructing justice. Would you help your son dispose of a corpse? No. You're a horrible father. Would you? Depends on what she looked like. Would you cut off her hands and pull all the teeth out of her skull? Um, if she deserved it. If she stabbed a sack full of kittens or something. <laughs> 
I'm figuring this guy though is is hiding evidence. Why else would the they? Judge? Yes. The judge. Yes. The judge. He knows something. He's obstructing justice somehow. But yeah. he's a judge. He's well, but he he's covering for his son. He probably thinks you know he's he knows how to do it because he's you know in the law. He's he knows the channels. He knows the the way to conceal things and keep everything on the up and up. But if that was the case, they wouldn't release him. If they knew he had some sort of information, they would have never released him. Maybe guy. they were just questioning him, but why would they hold him for 48 hours? I don't know. I don't know. So I guess, have they found the body yet? No. No. So she's probably like a three. Well, she may be perfect for you. She's probably lost like, what, 10 pounds? Yeah. She's maybe right at your perfect <laughs> ideal weight. Well, she's, she's like borderline 85. Borderline now. Skeletor, you know? Yeah. You like that. God, that would be the best birthday ever if her corpse would wash up on my driveway. <laughs> it's 11.26 on the ticket. Taking the names, now we'll see whose ass gets kicked at Dos Equis Fight Night. Thursday, July 7th, beginning live at 6. Brought to you by Diamonds by Drink and Sports Radio 1310, The Ticket. It's 11.35 on Sports Radio 1333. I'm sorry, huh? I screwed this whole show up. You want, you, want me, you, want, you want me to take it out? No. As we're listening to Trip and Daisy, you miss them? Uh, Did you like them back in the day? I didn't, you know what, I didn't like them back in the day, but I liked them towards the end. I really liked their last album that they put out after West died. You didn't like this? It was okay. Elastic Firecracker? wonder how much money they made, that Bill song made. If that. Well, they had the, the next album that uh, I Got a Girl, that was the song that probably... Is that off Elastic Firecracker? Is that off... Yeah. And that, then they, that probably got the most airplay. Morph. They never hit it that big. Now, who's in uh, Polyphonic Spree out of out of Trip and Daisy? The Besides drummer, Tim. the drummer and the bass player. They're both in there. Uh huh. So all the living Mark, members. Yeah, Mark Pirro and Brian Wakeland. Wow. I haven't heard from them in a while. Polyphonic Spree. I'm sure they're traveling about. I think they're playing uh, this coming Friday in Fort Worth with the Symphony. Oh really? Yeah. That'll be wild. I might go to that. I got tickets. Next Friday? Uh-huh. Yeah. Where at? Uh, like the Botanical Gardens or somewhere. Should be a cool time. Concert wow. in the garden with fireworks and all that good yeah. stuff. Should be awesome. That'll be really cool. <coughs> all right, let's discuss, uh, by the way, farewell to Ron Chapman. Yesterday was his last day. As he checked out. He didn't die. 45 years on local radio. Finally. Yeah. It Has he uh, set sail yet? Is he going to wait a couple days? For what? For more people to pat him on the back. <laughs> hey, Ty. 45 years, Ty. No, I, I respect that. I'm just kind of getting tired of all the accolades thrown his way. Ty, he's 45 spun, years. He spun records for a living. Yeah, but not. Yeah, but his ratings were always great. Oh, I give him, I give him total credit for the job he did, but everybody acts like he cured AIDS. It's not like he does tickers. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Jason. 
You just got to give anybody credit who stays in one line of business. Well, and does especially, it, especially high, this business. A high profile, as high profile a gig as he's had for that long, that's incredible. Maybe he's retiring from Radio Tide to focus on curing AIDS. Yeah. Ah, I didn't think about that. Maybe he's tired of radio and he wants to do something more philanthropic. But yeah, he said he's, uh, he and his wife are going to sail around the world until they get tired of it. Which for me would be about a week. Until they get tired of each other? Can you imagine just being on a boat with one person? That would be a beating. Do you think no matter how much in love you were with your significant other, that you could, we talked about this the other day, that you could work with them? Like, no. closely work with them the whole day? No. Uh, well, I mean, I guess if you had a, a, a business together, you know, like a, you know, a restaurant or a bed and breakfast or a store or something that you were both passionate about and you, you know, both were really happy to be there, mm -hmm. then maybe. But, like, if you were both working in the same office... Yeah, I mean, you're working closely for eight hours a day. Yeah. I mean, we're in constant contact with one another. No, I wouldn't like that. Oh, that would drive me nuts. I mean, I, th I think that'd drive you nuts with anyone being... Like living with them and working with them yeah. and having sex with them. Well, like like Mike and Greg, I mean, they drive each other nuts. George and Craig drive each other nuts. Bob and Dan drive I each mean, other nuts. Yeah, I mean, when was the last time that Mike and Greg had sex? It's probably been two years, at least. I mean, you know, the passion is gone. It really is. They've had to stray. But you just, you, drive, you work closely with anyone and it gets on your nerves. And especially someone who <coughs> automatically gets on your nerves. Like your wife. Yeah, you just don't want that. So I'm not going to do it. You're not going to. You're not going to sail around the world when you retire with your wife. I'm not sailing anywhere. I'm not the biggest fan of that. So yeah, hooray for Ron Chapman. All right, let's talk about the uh, guy who's posing as a car salesman. Yeah, this uh, is very bad PR for a five-star Ford in North Richland Hills. It, since May 4th. Two customers have met a guy at Five Star Ford after seeing ads that were published in the classifieds of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. So this guy he would take out an ad in the Star-Telegram and, uh, you know, he put in an ad for a 2004 Chevy Malibu for uh, $3,700. Unbelievable price, right? So this woman calls and uh, talks to the guy and you know, he says, uh, you know, well, I've got, you know, somebody coming to take a look at it, so you better get out here and uh, and check it out if you're interested. So she goes out there and, uh, you know, looks at the car, you know, on the lot, on the five-star lot, looks at this car, and uh, he says, you know, well, it's, you know, it's, uh, you know, $3,700, and, uh, you know, then it goes down to three thousand. He says, "I'll make you a deal. It's three thousand. You know, it was, it was repossessed. You know, it's just a, it's a really hot deal, um, but it's cash only. You know, my my boss said I can only take cash for this deal. So she goes and goes to the ATM, get three thousand dollars, hands it over to him, and he says, "Well, you know, I, I need to get it detailed so you can come back tomorrow and pick it up." And she goes back there. No one's ever heard of this guy. No cars there. It was a, it was actually a car that was stolen from a rental agency in El Paso. And then so it happens again. Somebody uh, same place, same place. 
It was a 2001 Honda Civic. They paid $3,000 for it. He signs over the title, and he left with the car to get it detailed. He said it would be ready the next morning. Next morning they show up, no, no guy. So are they hit, they're his cars? Yeah, they're stolen cars. They're his cars, and you know he's pretending to sell them off of this yeah. dealership's lot, taking cash for them. How's the dealership not see what's going on? Well, the, the uh, general manager said that, you know, they're disturbed by it, but they're not responsible. He said that their sales associates are running around and non-employees are often assumed to be potential customers. So right. this guy just kind of blends into the crowd on the weekend. And so... Let me say this. This is sorry, but this is genius. It is genius. So this guy's made off of like six grand, and they don't know who he is. They don't know where he's from. Well, they obviously know what he looks like. He's got a description of him. Yeah, I guess they have a description of him. Um, they they have a uh, a hotline set up. The North Richland Hills Police do eight one seven four two seven seven thousand. For so white guy or black guy? Um, let me see. Vamp for me. Um, Dave's reading right now. Yeah, I'm scanning the article. He asked me to vamp, so I'm talking. About it really didn't matter. Just saying it's a genius idea. They're actually unsure if the um, the same guy did both scams. Are these old people that he's screwing around? Um, this this one. Well, it doesn't why would you fall for that? Well, this one girl, you know, the girl that bought the Chevy Malibu, she like had her her dad come up there and bring the money. So, like, you know, these people, I guess, just thought that it was if a you're legitimate deal. Cash, three thousand dollars for a two thousand four vehicle. And he does the paperwork on the hood of the car. Oh, he does. He well, has, I mean, like, fake he's, he's obviously not taking him into the sales office. <laughs> well, I don't paperwork. think he does any paper. I mean, if he just signs a title, that's all there is. Then he's like, but yeah, have these people never bought a car before? Do they not realize that you have to go sit in the little cube and drink tepid coffee and wait for them to talk to their manager? And by the way, that's my favorite part of. Um, uh, holy crap! Groobs. What? What? What's the movie with uh, William H. Macy and... Midnight Run? No, not Midnight Run. I can't believe I'm drawing a blank. Francis McDormand. Fargo. Fargo. Good God in heaven. Thank you, Tyrone. When... Uh, Good God, I love you. When he, when he's... Uh, when William H. Macy's arguing with the guy about the price of the car, he's like, well, okay, let me go back and talk to the manager, you know. And he kind of goes back. He's like, hey, Hal, how you doing? Good. How about those... Uh, T-Wolves, huh? You know, and they're just small talking about nothing. Then he comes back in, well, he won't budge. <laughs> just won't budge there. Such a fabulous movie. <laughs> what, what was the, the deal? He was trying to fax the VIN numbers and trying yeah. to scrunch up the facts so they couldn't read them? Yeah. <laughs> that poor guy. What a doofus. There's never been a more sympathetic character in the history of film than his character. <laughs> I think that the... Uh, I've always wondered how old people got built out of their money. You always hear about the, the scams with old people. You would think that the old people, the elderly, are wise to all this. And that especially now, let's just say that you and I suddenly advance in age 40 years tomorrow. Wouldn't we still be aware of scams? Why are you so susceptible to the scam when know, you're older? I, I, I am ashamed to admit I have been 
the victim of a scam. Speaker scam? I fell for the speaker scam. Like The liquid-cooled speakers? I don't know if they were liquid-cooled, but they were, you know, s surplus speakers, you know, the same old story. Hey, man, you know, we were picking up these speakers for our boss, and they accidentally, you know, loaded us an extra pair. Do you want them? You know, well, I don't really need speakers. Dude, they're, you know, best speakers on the market. And, you Guy know, in a white van? Yeah, yeah, they're supposed to be, you know, like 500 bucks a pair, but we'll sell them to you for 200 I swear to you, when I was in college... Uh, Bowen, you met my friend Bowen. Right. He and I were going to get speakers. We're driving to buy speakers for our house. We just rented a house, and um, <laughs> our speakers were old, so we wanted to do speakers. So the guy in the white van pulls up next to us. Is like, you guys looking for some speakers? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, we're like, holy crap! So the guy comes over. We're like, yeah, come back, coming back to our house. It's only like two minutes away. Let's see what you got. So he was selling them to us. For, I think for a pair of them for a hundred bucks or something uh -huh. and they were like four hundred dollars a piece and he had just outfitted this club with these speakers right you know the same yeah, old yeah. story so i wasn't paying for these bowen was bowen had the money and so uh the guy was selling us on these liquid cools and we never could figure out what liquid cool was and so we hooked him up in our house and the guy goes hey don't turn them up past two you got to let the liquid cool what? And we're like, what? Yeah, you got to let it settle. So, you, you know, just crank it up a little bit. See how it sounds. See if you like it. And then, uh, you know. And then wait for my engine to start running. <laughs> yeah, then you crank it up. And then, and then uh, here in a couple days, you can crank it up to 10. And they sounded fine, you know. And for 100 bucks, we were like, yeah. Bowen's like, should I do it? I'm like, yeah, do it. Turn it up to 10. <laughs> no. So the guy leaves. And then we go to... Uh, and the guy also said, the guy who sold it to us, like, you need to go get some speaker wire. You got bad speaker wire here for these speakers because we don't have any on us, but you need to get new speaker wire, some heavy gauge. So we go down to this place called Marvin Electronics, which is a really reputable place over in Fort Worth. And uh, we walk in there, and Bowen goes, do you have any information on any of your liquid-cooled series speakers? And the sales guy goes, you didn't just buy some speakers from a guy in a white van, did you? <laughs> And, Bo, and I like, I'm, I hit the floor. I mean, I'm like laughing right there. <laughs> and we walk out to the car, and Bowen, we drive back to the house, and Bowen's like, get out. I'm like, what? He goes, get out. I go, what are you doing? He goes, well, no, no, no. We go in the house. We go in the house, and he goes and grabs his shotgun. <laughs> I go, what are you doing? He's like, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> so he goes driving around for the next looking hour. Looking for a white van. Looking for the guys in the white van. Because he was going to shoot him. Mine sat in my... Uh, I realized as soon as I got home that they were crap. And they sat in my bedroom in the little white box for like two months just haunting me. Well, how much did you pay for them? 200 bucks. And those, those speakers were probably worth... Uh, the guys at Marvin, they estimated somewhere between 10 and $15. Yeah. It was just a little wood cabinet, a screen, and then like some crappy car speakers yeah and uh so yeah it just sat there haunting me for like two months and then finally i was like i gotta get rid of these i just didn't want to throw them in the dumpster so i tried to take them to a pawn shop and they're, they laughed at me they're like dude <laughs> did you get these off of a van what is the deal why are there guys in white vans all over the country doing this you know um charles haley did the same thing
He bought... Charles Haley bought speakers from a guy in a white van. Why are they always in white vans? I don't know. Is there they a... blend in. They're indescript, no? Yeah, but... <laughs> or well, nondescript. Why do they all yeah. have... Where do they get the money for these white vans? Is there one guy who buys 100 white vans and all these speakers? It's and a then big farms pyramid out? scheme. Yeah, and then farms out these... These guys... And, and the guy who sold them to me was like this, hey, like, surfer, long-haired, blonde. He's how's it going? Great salesman. Right. He was great. And we bought it hook, line, and sinker, man. I was driving down Mockingbird uh, like a month ago, and there was, like, some college kids that were in, like, a Suburban, and they were yelling at people out at the Suburban, like, hey, you want some speakers? No. Yeah. I wonder if they had bought some speakers and they yeah, were trying to unload maybe, them. Maybe they were trying to flip them once they got them home and realized that when they turned them up to 10, that the liquid cool didn't kick in. Kids and the elderly. How old were you? Were you in college? I was just out of college. I was like 24 or something. I felt like such a dumbass. Ugh. It's embarrassing. All right, uh, we will wrap things up and party real hard coming up next. Fifty-four, Corby. This is the rant. Gordon is not here. He is. Uh, it's eleven fifty-five now. Out of the country. You're, you're behind. Yeah. So what's the story? Are we on next yeah. week? Are we at full strength, or is it just you and me next week, or what is the deal? Because next week's the holiday weekend, right? Um. Do you have any idea? I'm actually out of town next week. My grandpa's hundredth birthday. I thought we were off because it was the fourth. I, I have no idea. Jason, is there a schedule? Does it show anything next week? According to Grooves, it's been in skin. Okay. Yeah. I thought that because we switched this week because this is supposed to be our off week. Right. Remember? Yeah. And the so, schedule's been so crazy. Yeah. So next week we're... Next week we're off. And then uh, are we back for then the next three weeks? Should be. The final three weeks of July? Sure. Should be. Hopefully. Oh, there's a couple of Saturdays there. I think I'm flying to training camp. We're flying back, Gordon and I both. No, he'll fly on Friday because the show's over, but I'll have to wait till Saturday. This whole vacation schedule is going to be screwed probably till the beginning of August. Uh, so we may have a month of just wackiness. I don't know. We'll see. Well, sorry, rant listener, for all the confusion, but next week you can hear Ben and Skin. But if you're a supporter of Satan, you enjoy this chaos. That's true, because it's all about chaos. It's all about hell By the Earth. way, what is the name of the White Stripes? Uh, isn't, isn't Get that? Behind Me Satan. Get behind. <laughs> See, now that's funny, but you think there's people, the, there's really conservative Christians who think that now that the White Stripes are devil worshippers? Probably, yeah. When, obviously, that's the biggest tongue-in-cheek thing in the world? Yeah, well, and, and he looks kind of freaky and gothy. Yeah, you know, got long hair. Got a John Waters mustache on the front, on the cover. Yeah, so I'm sure... They probably think that there are satanic themes. That's one thing that the Christians need to lighten up on. It they need to realize that 99.999 percent of <laughs> of Satanism is shtick. Yes, is it sell joke. records to yeah. get to get a rise out of the people that it gets a rise out of? Exactly. Hey, big local news. Yes. Since you are uh, E News correspondent, correct. Uh, Angie Harmon and Jason Seahorn have uh, had another child. Oh, did you know this? How sweet is that? No, I didn't know that they had a kid. On Wednesday, Angie Harmon pushed out another baby, Avery Grace, 
and uh, they, I guess their first daughter, Finley Faith, is going to be two in October. So you have Finley Faith Seahorn and Avery Grace Seahorn. And I'm, I bet you that uh, the girl is going to be real hot. They're, well, they're both girls. Oh, I thought Finley was a boy. No. Because Michael Finley. <laughs> I just assumed. Thought it was named after Michael Finley. Um, <laughs> so I guess his career is done. He's 34, and uh, he has, says he retired from football last year. Pretty much was forced into retirement. He was real good Rams for a while, cut. and then just kind of He was good for the... like three years with the Giants, and then he started sparing everybody to death. And uh, Angie Harmon actually has two movies coming up, Endgame and Fun with Dick and Jane. You know, she hasn't, she I don't know. It doesn't say. But she hasn't done a whole lot since Law & Order. Seems like they've just kind of uh, settled into a Highland Park lifestyle. Just a celebrity couple. That's it. Yeah, I mean, they, they live here in town. I've seen them at Starbucks before. And they, I guess... They both have so much money that they don't have to work. No, they don't have to work. They don't have to do anything. So they're just, they're living the dream. Yeah. He's hot. She's hot. They've got a couple I of hate hot em. kids now. I hate They've them got both. millions in the bank. They live in Highland Park. I support them for living in Highland Park and being a neighbor of mine, but at the same time, <laughs> I hate them. Oh, dear. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's give a hearty hi-ho plug once again to what's going on here at T-Bar-M. Now, is this, is this going on tomorrow, too, yeah. right, Sarge? continues tomorrow. The 7th Annual Special Olympics Tennis Tournament and Clinic is going on out here. Uh, I believe close to 100 athletes are out here competing in the tournament and the clinic. And uh, this thing has grown every single year, like we said earlier. And it's a huge undertaking, and they very much would like your support. And if you're into that, then go to www sotx.org, specialolympicstext.org or if you want to donate specifically to this event, call 214-943-9981 214-943-9981 It is the Special Olympics Tennis Tournament and Clinic out here at T-Bar-M and I'm sure they'll be out here again next year and I'm assuming we will too, so thank you to everyone God and, bless uh, us everyone Hail Satan Well, see you later